0: Elon Musk says, F you. Once they target you for total destruction, there is no other response. There's a scene in David Fincher's The Social Network, where Sean Parker, played by Justin Timberlake, has Mark Zuckerberg, played by Jesse Eisenberg, set up a meeting to have the most sought-after genius in tech deliver an important message. Sean Parker says, F you. Here is a scene from The Social Network.
1: I'm sure about this? You're 20 minutes late. You're going to walk in there and say you overslept and didn't have time to get dressed. They're going to pitch you. Case Equity is going to pitch you. They're going to beg you to take their money. You're going to nod. You're going to nod. You're going to nod. And then you're going to say, which one of you's Roth? No, not Roth. Manningham. Which one of you's Mitchell Manningham? And he'll say, I am. And then you say, Sean Parker says, fuck you. Walk out.
0: That's what you do when you have the money Mark Zuckerberg was about to have, or if you're the richest man in the world, like Elon Musk. Our government, in complete alignment with the most powerful entities in the country and maybe the world, has been trying to destroy Elon Musk since he bought Twitter and turned it into X. Every decision he makes is proof they insist that the app is about to collapse and Musk will be humiliated, ruined, and destroyed. You might recognize the pattern. They've done the same thing for seven years to Trump. They've had no problem weaponizing the DOJ, raiding Mar-a-Lago, and indicting him on phony placeholder charges, as the media runs with the lie that it's for inciting an insurrection. They've even tried to remove his name from the ballot in several states for something he's not even charged with. Trump's answer to them has been the same answer Sean Parker gave in the social network, and the same answer Musk just gave when asked about Disney and other major corporations pulling their ads from Twitter. X. Here is Musk's notorious interview.
2: And you're clarifying this now, um, but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will, that were, this had been said online, there was all of the criticism, there was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You
3: don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, Go fuck yourself. But. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> is that clear? Uh, I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't about, advertise. How
2: do you think then about the economics of, of X, if, if, if if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, what G- do you do? F-Y. I, I understand that, but there's a reality too,
3: <laughs> right? Yes, no, no. I, I, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino's right here and she's I, I, gotta sell I, I, advertising. Absolutely, so, um, no, no, totally, totally. So, So. no, no actually, what, what this advertising boycott is uh, is, is gonna do, it's, it's gonna kill the company. And do you think that the company? And the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company and we will document it in great detail. But there are, those advertisers,
2: I imagine, are gonna say, they're going to say, we didn't kill the company. Oh, yeah. They're going to say- Tell it to, tell to Earth. But they're going to, say that, they're going to say, Elon, that you killed the company because you said these things, and that they were inappropriate things, and that they didn't feel comfortable
3: on the platform,
0: right? Well, that's that's and, what and
2: they're
3: going to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that.
0: They were all expecting Musk to do what anyone would do when accused of being an ist or a phobe, apologize profusely and throw yourself at the mercy of the court of public opinion. In this case, Musk was accused of being anti-Semitic and platforming actual Nazis, which is ridiculous on its face, yet managed to catch fire as everyone pretended to be shocked, shocked that anti-Semitism was going on here. That Media Matters played its part in this elaborate hoax to fake pretend Musk is a clear and present danger to the country is yet more proof of what the left has become, a fascist-like oppressive force in a country that fought a bloody revolution for free speech. And if you think that's bad, listen to what's been recently discovered by lawyers for Trump, that American citizens have been put on lists, every tweet, like, favorite, follow and unfollow, part of their permanent digital record, as if we couldn't be any more like Orwell's 1984. Here is a report from the Daily Wire. This is a direct assault on our First Amendment rights not only are they compiling these lists of who was pro-Trump or who was against Trump, we've seen already how the Biden administration has been working directly through the FBI to try to bully these big tech and social media companies into blocking, censoring, or canceling accounts of those who have a narrative that is counter to or opposed to or even questioning the narrative or the position of the
1: Biden-Harris
0: administration.
3: That was Tulsi Gabbard responding to newly released court documents showing that Jack Smith, special counsel for the DOJ, obtained a sweeping subpoena on American citizens who engaged with Donald Trump's Twitter account.
4: Here with the latest is Daily Wire culture reporter Megan Basham. So Megan, when did the special counsel request this information and why is it just coming to light now? So the search warrant was issued in January of this year by an Obama-appointed judge of a D.C. federal court, and the documents came out due to an appellate ruling on Monday, that related to a lawsuit brought by media organizations. But the documents the appellate court made public are heavily redacted. So a full eight of the search warrants, 14 pages, were entirely redacted. But of the portions we can review, they show that the warrant issued to Twitter, as of course it was known then, demanded that the company provide the DOJ data on users who interacted with Trump's account right before the election. So the time frame was between October 20th, 2020 to January of 2021. And essentially what they wanted to know was who had liked or retweeted anything the former president had posted. They wanted a list of anyone who had tagged or replied to anything Trump had tweeted. And Smith also asked for a list of every user who had quote, followed, unfollowed, muted, unmuted, blocked or unblocked Trump. So essentially if you liked Trump's tweets or shared them, or interacted with his account in any way, the DOJ wanted information on you. So this is what Jay Sekulow, chief counsel of the American Center for Law and Justice, said Wednesday about these revelations.
3: I can't think of anything more chilling than a federal grand jury subpoena that says we want a list of everyone that retweeted or liked a tweet of the defendant here, it's Donald Trump, the chilling aspect of this is actually that they put this in the subpoena itself. And then to top it off, they want to know of drafts that the Trump people were working on. It's, it's, it, it's beyond the pale. It's a violation of the First Amendment. It's, it's an unbelievable overbreath of what they're trying to do here. But they're doing it utilizing criminal process. And that's what should have everybody nervous here.
4: And what did the warrant seek to find out with regards to Trump's account? Essentially, it was just the same information as it was seeking on users who followed or engaged with him, uh, who the real Donald Trump account was liking, retweeting, following, replying to, who he was muting, blocking, etc. Direct message content. But in addition to that, Smith also wanted the, quote, content of all tweets the former president created, drafted, favorited, liked or retweeted. Also, IP addresses used to create, log in, and use the account, any privacy or account settings. So, this was a pretty sweeping subpoena. Right. So, none of these people or Trump had any idea that their information was being collected about them, correct? That's correct. It does not appear that they did because the warrant also came with a non disclosure order attached. And that instructed the social media giant not to alert Trump about the search. Twitter under Musk wanted to inform Trump about what was going on because they believed that this nondisclosure order violated the First Amendment and the Stored Communications Act. And that was a law enacted in 1986 that provides privacy protection for customers of network service providers. But the DOJ opposed that. They said in their filing that there was reason to believe notification to the former president, who they called a sophisticated actor with an expansive platform, would result in statutorily cognizable harm. So a lot of Americans are now on a lot of lists with the federal government, it sounds like. It does sound like that. All right, well, Megan, thanks so much for reporting. Anytime.
0: Before Musk bought Twitter, it was the precious of the regime, the one ring to rule them all. Their high-status blue checks not only decided the media narrative on a given issue, they attempted to decide reality itself. They will all pretend it's legit, but it never is. Media Matters exists as yet another propaganda arm for the Democrats, just as MSNBC, CNN, The New York Times, The Washington Post, Facebook, YouTube, Google, Wikipedia, Amazon, Apple, Disney, and Twitter. Once upon a time, but Twitter no more. And that bothers them because they don't have what they so badly need, total control of the message. When Musk took over Twitter and instantly vanquished the mighty blue checks, that was, to the left, a declaration of war. How dare he take from them, their precious. Here is Ben Shapiro explaining what they did to Musk and how he fought back.
1: Well, folks, Elon Musk has been accused by the media of anti-Semitism, of hating the Jews. That's obviously not true, but there's a reason that the media are going after him. They wish to destroy him. Well, now, Musk is fighting back. Elon Musk is now at war. With a huge swath of the left, that includes, of course, the Anti-Defamation League, that's been true for a long time. But now with Media Matters, Media Matters, for those who don't know, was a group that was founded by Hillary Clinton's close advisor, David Brock. It was specifically designed at the time to be an anti-right-wing messaging machine designed to rob any sort of right-wing outlet of advertisers and profits. That is what it was designed to do. It's been very effective in that goal. And, uh, and they've been going after Elon Musk, Hammer, and Tong, and they particularly ratcheting things up over the course of the last few months because Elon is so active on Twitter. And as we talked about a little bit last week, Elon embroiled himself in a controversy because, again, he's very active on Twitter. And he sort of retweeted and restated another tweet from somebody that many people then accused of being anti-Semitic. And then he obviously clarified. He said, listen, I'm talking about the ADL. I'm talking about left-wing Jews who have been very big on open borders and then suddenly are very big on not open borders the minute that it turns out a lot of the people got imported hate Jews. And he obviously was not talking about the entire Jewish community or all Jews or anything remotely like that. That is not who Elon is. I mean, I know Elon just a little bit, but the implication that Elon Musk is anti-Semitic, like the implication that Donald Trump is anti-Semitic, I find it very weird that many of the people who are jumping on that bad wagon, people like Media Matters, are very soft on actual Hamas fans. Now, if you're a fan of Hamas, if you're, if you're a person who's from the river to the sea, Rashida Talib, places like Media Matters will defend you. If you are a person who actively promotes terrorist entities, who actively sides with those terrorists, if you're Linda Sarsour or something, then Media Matters is like, you're you're the best, man. You're great. But if you're Elon Musk, then all of a sudden... So what that says to me is ulterior motive. They hate Elon Musk because Elon Musk just does not mirror the woke priorities of the left. So what we saw last week was yet another attempt to unperson Elon Musk, which is not going to work because he's incredibly rich and he's incredibly famous and he's incredibly valuable to a wide variety of human beings, ranging from Tesla owners to the federal government with regard to SpaceX. And so now they've been attempting to undercut him with advertisers on Twitter, now known as X. And so Elon is now pushing back on all of that. He's pushing back on all that in a few different ways. First of all, again, the, the implication that Elon Musk is an anti-Semite is, to me, quite absurd based on the rec- uh, based on the record that is currently available. And he, he literally tweeted out, Just three days ago, quote, as I said earlier this week, decolonization from the river to the sea and similar euphemisms necessarily imply genocide. Clear calls for extreme violence are against our terms of service and will result in suspension. That seems like a lot more pro-Jewish than a huge majority of the people on the left who are ripping.
0: Simmering just beneath the surface of the fight between the regime and Musk is reality itself. Before Musk bought Twitter, anyone could be suspended or banned from the platform for things like questioning the narrative around COVID or lockdowns or masks or the vaccine, and for stating the biological reality of men and women. When Twitter suspended the Babylon Bee for making a joke about Rachel Levine as Man of the Year, Musk became concerned that they were now setting the standard across all institutions, which they were. In the end, He'd probably have preferred not to blow $44 billion on the app. But to many of us, Musk remains a ride-or-die hero for that. For her part, Linda Iaccarino, whom Musk hired to handle advertising, had this to say, quote, Today, Elon Musk gave a wide-ranging and candid interview at Dealbook 2023. He also offered an apology, an explanation, and an explicit point of view about our position. X is enabling an information independence that's uncomfortable for some people. We're a platform that allows people to make their own decisions. And here's my perspective when it comes to advertising. X is standing at a unique and amazing intersection of free speech and Main Street. And the X community is powerful and is here to welcome you. To our partners who believe in our meaningful work, thank you." End quote. I know the game. Because I come from the left, I can see what they're all doing. They might be able to pretend with each other that they're persecuting Musk for things that matter, like anti-Semitism. But that's a lie. They're attempting nothing less than the total destruction of his brand, his businesses, and, if possible, the man himself. They want him on his knees, groveling, begging for their respect and support. They won't stop with him, or with Trump, or with anyone who stands in their way. The only way to deal with this all-powerful alliance that now controls the culture, government, the economy, and our institutions is to say, Sean Parker says F you. Flip them the double bird and fight back. Obviously, not everyone can do that, but if anyone can, it's Elon Musk. The anti-Semitism is coming from inside the House. Lately I've come to understand the real power of social media if it ever got into the wrong hands. Our government should be grateful Musk is not evil. Watching the Hamas leaders and activists co-opt the minds of the young, and especially those on the left, is chilling. Using a consensus to control how people think is a powerful weapon. No MK Ultra required. That no major dictators other than China's Xi Jinping have figured this out is a miracle. Oh sure, they're all using the app to destroy America from within. But only china with tiktok has developed a platform that can compete with the american exports like facebook and twitter x here is a quote from brianna joy gray israel is definitionally a jewish supremacist ethno state if arab palestinians had equal rights in israel and the right of return israel could start to claim it's a democracy End quote oh hitler would have loved twitter and leftists like Brianna Joy Gray and Katie Halper, or those on the right like Daryl Cooper. Imagine being able to call Israel a Jewish supremacist ethno-state and not be called a Nazi. But Elon Musk is not Hitler. Here is a tweet from Ben Meserich: quote, Buy Twitter to save free speech. Chase all advertisers away by allowing Nazis and racists to go nuts on the site. Accuse the advertisers of blackmail because they don't want ads next to Nazis and racists. Site spirals down in flames as revenue plummets. Save free speech, end quote. Nothing in that tweet by Ben Mesrick, the guy who wrote The Social Network, is true. It's 100% fantasy fiction made up by the left to confirm their manufactured reality. And therein lies the problem. They've cried wolf so many times. We've all been conditioned not to take them seriously. Now that Hamas has such a strong presence on Twitter and TikTok, with so many feeding into the consensus, you see these idiot young people showing up spouting pure propaganda.
3: Hamas comments made during an Oakland City Council meeting Monday are being condemned tonight by the governor.
0: As our Crown Kerman reports, the comments were made during a hearing where the City Council approved a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Uh, Aye. Council Member Kaplan.
1: Aye. Before the Oakland City Council voted unanimously Monday to support a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, it refused to add an amendment condemning Hamas for the attacks and kidnappings that set off this latest conflict. Now, comments made during the hearing in support of Hamas are causing a backlash.
5: For me, as an Arab, asking with this context to condemn Hamas is very anti-Arab racist. I support the right of Palestinians to resist occupation, including through Hamas, the armed wing of the unified Palestinian resistance. Resistance to colonialism is not terrorism. Calling
4: Hamas a terrorist organization is ridiculous, racist, and plays into genocidal propaganda that is flooding our media and that we should be doing everything possible to combat.
1: These comments and others from the hearing were edited together in a video that's gone viral. Now, the governor has weighed in saying Hamas is a terrorist organization. They must be called. If you
0: think these poor deluded souls aren't being radicalized on social media, think again. Their only hope is if we have access to free speech, to loudly dissent, to debate. And what the left now mandates all of us accept as reality. It's not Musk's fault these college brats are one tweet away from going full Patty Hearst. Those seeds were planted long before in public schools, on Tumblr, in the living rooms of good white liberals. It's all over Instagram. It's the cool thing to think online now. Nazis didn't do it. MAGA didn't do it. They did it. We did it. All of us on the left did it. We're responsible for a whole generation, this crisis of ignorance that is now threatening the country in ways none of us are prepared for. All of us on the left created these little monsters, and now they're roaming the quiet countryside. Trans women are women is right up there with from the river to the sea. They are fundamentalists now, who believe and demand everyone be in compliance by any means necessary. Do you think that's Musk's fault? Democrats like Gavin Newsom, who attempt to walk back some of the mess they helped create, is the exact point Musk made when he agreed with the tweet that began this entire firestorm. Much of the Jewish community in this country have cast their lot with the Democrats and the left and have spouted their woke gobbledygook right alongside the same people who now pound the podium and demand sympathy for the devil. Here is an example of that from the Central Synagogue. Jews and whiteness. Why it is so important to talk about race in Jewish spaces. And here is an excerpt. White passing implies the need to hide. When someone is white passing, it often means that their white privilege is limited, and it can be snatched away if their true ethnicity is discovered. For example, a white passing Latinx person may be deported if their immigration status is revealed. White passing means the privilege is only extended in contexts in which a person is mistaken for white. A white passing black person may get some privilege due to their appearance, will still be subject to systemic economic disparities end quote i'm not saying they deserve what they get far from it i'm merely saying pointing it out is stating the truth not anti-semitism here is a quote from lex friedman elon musk is not anti-semitic this is obvious to anyone who knows him well i hope advertisers don't boycott x this platform is too important end quote. Advertisers have every right to pull their ads to punish wrongthink, But the consumers have a say, too, as Musk points out. Tweet from chief nerd Musk, the judge is the public.
2: And I, I, wonder, I just wonder and ask you, and think about that for a Tell second. Tell it to the judge. But the, but the judge is going to be... The uh, judge the, is the public. And you think that the public is going to say that, that Disney is making a mistake? Yes. And they're going to boycott Disney? They already are. Well, there, there are some that are for, for, for lots of different reasons, but you think that this is going to, that you have the, this goes to actually the interesting of,
3: of, of power and leverage. Let the chips fall where they may.
0: Musk closes out this interview by saying. No, 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 "What do personally. I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm
2: asking you personally how you feel about that because this goes, we we're talking about power and influence and. I'm and, saying,
0: I'm saying
3: what I, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. Okay?
0: Right on, Elon. Right on. Lincoln, Nebraska, 8 a.m. Thank you for listening to my Substack. .substack SashaStone.Substack.com And remember, to thine own self, be
5: true. I'm like, fuck you and I fuck my too And if I was rich, i still be with you Oh, ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? Oh, that's pain in my chest I wish you the